they weren't stars. Well, tomorrow evening they will light the night sky with these lanterns. You will act as my guide, take me to see these lanterns, and return me home safely. To Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney, from the parks to movies, collectibles, and a whole lot more. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen. And I'm David. Today we're switching things up a little and talking about Studio Ghibli and the movies that were introduced to the U.S. audience to U.S. audiences as part of a 20-year partnership between the studio and Disney. Then it's time for a sent-sational Who's It's and What's It's of the Week. And after that, we've got more Disneyland trivia. So grab your frying pan and your chameleon. We'll be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals. And we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. In 1996, Studio Ghibli and Disney entered into a partnership agreement that for the next 20 years would allow Disney to distribute amazing films like Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle to U.S. audiences and beyond. During this time, many of us were introduced to the imaginative storytelling of Hayao Miyazaki and characters like Gigi the Cat, the mysterious magician Howl, and gentle giant Totoro became as beloved as any Disney character. Today we're going to talk about some of our favorite Studio Ghibli films. So, who? Oh, David looks like he's David looks right? like he wants Zen to go first. Oh, you want Zen to go? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's there's lots of good ones. Oh, I know. I know. They're so good. Um, I, I'm gonna go the the first one that okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the hopefully it doesn't overlap with yours, Jen. You want me to go first then? Well, it doesn't matter. One of us is going to overlap. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Okay. It's fine to um, love more than one thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw two. But um, okay. the one that made me fall in love with the studio was I saw Kiki's Delivery Service mm-hmm. in um, a movie theater. And um, first of all, should we talk about what Studio Ghibli is sure. a little bit more? Um, studio Ghibli is a studio, much like Disney Studios, based out of Japan, um, it's founded by a few guys, but the one that's most famous is Ayo Miyazaki. As Jen I love him um, so much. What's amazing <laughs> is that I believe he's in his eighties. Yeah, yeah, no, he's and old. He's still around. He's retired now three times, and he keeps coming. <laughs> he's back. coming back again too. He's coming I, back again. Yeah, I saw something about he's working with his son. I believe to come he was up working with... with his son before. Oh, okay. Um, but he's working on another one. It's just like it's he retires and he comes up with a new story and then he just comes back. And um, but they call him kind of the Disney of, of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there's a collection of probably 15 to 20 different films. Yeah. Um, I don't kind of like Pixar. They hit on all fire on all cylinders and every one of them is they're all excellent. They're the, so good. Whether it's your favorite. I mean, not all of them are going to be to your taste. But you watch them, and it's like there. You go, oh man, this is a great film. It may not be my favorite; it doesn't resonate with you personally. But you look at it, it's like it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kiki's Delivery Service is my favorite. And now, I was kind of talking to David about this. I kind of feel like his films has um, three. I, I break his films into kind of like or Studio Ghibli's films into three different um, categories. Uh, one like the United States, where they're children's films. Yeah. And that appeals to adults. Mm-hmm. A la Pixar and stuff like that. A la yeah, Pixar. Yeah. Um, the second category is not as common in the United States. Is they And remember, these are all animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have some films that are a, more adult-themed in nature. I'm not saying like rated X or something but, or rated R, but just like they're just stories that resonate better with adults. Mm-hmm. But they appeal to children. Yeah. And then there's a third category, which is you watch these films. It's like there's like a, a some of them are like romances, and they're just they're strictly kind of for at least sixteen and above. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see two different categories of films that we don't mm-hmm. generally see in the United States. Um, anyways, Kiki's Delivery Service is um, 
actually it's based off of a book i believe a lot of them are based off of books yeah and and that's the thing is a lot of his films take inspiration like disney films from uh real literature some there's quite a few of them they make up on their own but um they there's another film that i was going to mention i just as a pass off it was ponyo Mm -hmm. and ponyo Mm -hmm. is their version of the little mermaid Mm -hmm. um but kiki's delivery service is a wonderful film it's about um just over i'm not going to give too much of a spoiler but it's about a um young witch who's probably like 10-ish or something like that. Yeah. And in this um, in this world, when you're at this age, you have to go find your own city, leave your family, go find your own city, and set up your own, res- essentially your mm-hmm. residency in another small city mm. and, and, and become the town witch. And, and of course, these are not evil witches. These are witches who um, help people. Some of them make potions. Some of them, um, some of them um, make potions. Some of them to love, I mean, I don't know. They do tarot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um and as you can tell from the storyline, she kind of finds out that her calling is she likes to deliver things by flying around mm-hmm. on her broom. And it's a beautiful little story. She meets all. It's like trying to integrate with other kids who are not witches, you know, um, and like just helping out. And then it's things about doubt about yourself and you know reinforcing um, that you can do things. And so it's just a wonderful little film. Um, what's also really kind of cool is um, every Gib- Ghibli, Ghibli film that I've ever seen, when they translate it into English, they – am I talking too much? No, I'm no. just such a <laughs> no, fan. I did. No, no, <clears throat> um, All the um, – the American actors just come out of the woodwork. And yep. they yeah. all want to um, – uh, they all want to do the voices. So, yeah, and we were looking at um, Howl's Moving Castle, the voice cast for that, just a little while ago. Um, to just give you an idea, we're talking about Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, crap. Oh. Josh Hutcherson. Um, Billy Crystal. Gene Simmons. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. So huge. good. Uh, what was her name? Sophie. No, it wasn't Sophie. Oh, it was yeah. Emily... Mortimer or M- Mortimer, thank you, Emily, Emily Mortimer. Mortimer. Mm-hmm. So they and in, in, in Kiki's delivery service, if I recall, I believe it was Claire Danes. Wow, is it? Oh. Where no, no, it's um. Oh, what's her name? Girl, oh my god, oh. famous actress. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm losing it. Oh, we're, we're all I can up. remember is I um. Also, they had uh. Hartman from Saturday Night Live. Oh, Kirsten Dunst, Phil Hartman, Hartman, Debbie yeah. Reynolds, yes. Matthew yes. Lawrence. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I know like... Kirsten Dunst, sorry. I'm like a sorry. lot of people have kind of, you know, come out and said, oh, you know, Disney just grabbed a whole bunch of big name actors. But really, I don't know. I think they did an amazing job. They did a... Yeah. Re- so... This is one of the interesting things is that the distribution – Disney no longer, no longer distributes the films. Mm-hmm. Um, but at one point, they actually uh, – Ghibli Films had a contract with a different studio. I believe it was Fox. And so there's actually different translations of some of the films. Oh, So early when they brought them out in like the 80s or 90s, they had some. And they were done by different voice actors. And the translations aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The way they got the – properties is john lassiter from pixar mm. um was a huge fan of oh yeah it um i actually was at comic-con when um hayo ayo misiaki was there and john lassiter brought him out and talked about how they were taking all these films and kind of incorporating it within the kind of in the disney family mm-hmm. yeah um the translations um one of the they didn't talk about this at the panel, but one of the things that they said was, um, I saw part of the contract was, uh, Disney promised not to make any changes or edits. Mm-hmm. And the previous studio had actually cut them in, axed them. Um, huh. Which is, you see that a lot, not only with, um, you know, movies that come from other countries, mm-hmm. but also like video games, like just a quick sidestep my background was in um, localization before I went into marketing and to design and stuff like that and that is a very big thing is you don't want to go too far away from what the source material is because you end up with something that is completely different that a good localization should just be seamless it shouldn't really like stand out to you too much it should keep the story the same but make it 
easier to understand for whatever the target audience is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, the fact that they changed it that much, oh, man, um, as a big no-no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's things that were cultural that are uncomfortable. I'm going to give an example. Like, mm-hmm. in there's cultural one where um, a father was in Japan. They do communal bathing. Mm. And it was – which one was this one? It's my neighbor, Totoro. And um, they do communal bathing, and this was kind of period set. And the father was bathing with his kids and mm-hmm. just having a conversation. And they actually had cut that from previous versions wow. because, um, you know, especially, I mean, back then it was more so. They, it was very uncomfortable for people to watch something like that. So they mm-hmm. cut it. Um, also, I mean, talking about regionalization, like one of my favorite films um, was a film uh, called The Professional, first film by Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And had... Um, or sometimes called Leon the Professional and Jean Renault. And they had some things where she was kind of um, sexually awakening, and it was very uncomfortable to North American audiences because oh. it was a French director. Mm, yeah. And things that pass in France, it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, wow. no, do not. <laughs> you know, just, do not fly here, and, yeah. and understandably. But they cut it so badly that when you saw the American film, it's kind of like, Huh, this is kind of weird. And it just oh. came out to be an action film when it actually came to the original was more of a relations film. Mm. Oh, um, it doesn't not, fly so much that I bet they'll yeah. cut this out of our podcast, just yeah. our discussion. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's so a nice thing. I mean, John Lasseter has his own issues. His issues, yes. We have does. come to find out. But the the one nice thing was he was so passionate about these films that. You know, a lot of the original intent, the original script was very well protected from, you know, both the the Japan side and the U.S. side. So, yeah. And they're, and, and they're fantastic films. Watch mm-hmm. them and watch them. For, so anyways, so I, I, I think I think I will interject here. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I'm not the biggest fan of Studio Ghibli. I do like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that... Well, let me ask you a question. Sure, of course. Are they... Do you... Even though you are not a huge fan of them... Do you believe that they are good films? Yes, I believe that they are good films. It just doesn't <laughs> resonate with you. I would not say that they are fantastic films oh. because well, I don't once know. Again, well, okay. you're fired. Okay, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> On the chopping block think, again. I think maybe the the three warnings. The you're story. Done with two. <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. I think <laughs> maybe. I don't know if it just doesn't resonate with me or if the story maybe doesn't translate so well between cultures. That's the only other hypothesis that I could have. But the most recent one that I saw was Howl's Moving Castle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that even if you don't know a lot about uh, Hayao Miyazaki's films or about Studio Ghibli in general, you know that the films that they produce have absolutely stunning animation. Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's yeah. not just stunning animation, it's stunning 2D animation, mm-hmm. which is fast falling out of style mm-hmm. with the big players in the animation industry right now. We're Pixar, Disney, Illumination, about 10 years ago. DreamWorks. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a it's a great animation studio with beautiful animation. It's it it's ju- Yes, it is. <laughs> stories are odd. It's, they, they're, they're very fairy tale. Yes, you know, I but agree with that one hundred percent. Nature too. Yes. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yes, so most of them. As you watch them more, um, you start to understand. Okay, I have to give you absolutely that. The, the the thing is that there's one of the things I forgot to mention is they they are very Japanese in nature and they talk about kind of subjects that we don't normally hear in the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah. And for like one of the things that comes up on occasion is Gaia. And that's essentially the God, uh, the earth is a god. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's a very strange it's like you get Gaia. What, what is this Gaia? And what does that mean? And it's like earth god. What's an earth god? And mm-hmm. and it, it's it's so they have some I, they're not abstract kind of concepts, but it's when you, when a film is partially based off of something called Gaia and you don't understand it, it it's hard to it's hard to relate. So yeah, mm-hmm. so no, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I don't think that they're bad films by any metric. I don't think they're mediocre films by any metric. I would call them good films, as you suggest. It's a, you know, it's it's not. I guess it's just not what American audiences have 
become accustomed to, which mm. is part of the tension that's happening with me right now. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Sort of. A little <laughs> bit. But okay. based I on sound, that one. I sound so, so, so American. But would you watch others based oh, yeah. on that one? Yeah, I would watch other ones. Okay. I th- um, yeah, no, I, I have plenty on my queue to watch. Nice. Well, you guys both kind of touched on two of my absolute favorites. So I guess I will go with my third. Like, well, the- you can discuss them. I didn't talk much about either. See, the problem is it's it's hard for me to choose one favorite out of uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited or um, House Moving Castle uh, and Spirited Away. Uh-huh. And I think Spirited Away was the first one I saw in theaters, but I think I saw Kiki's Delivery Service first. And the first thing that I noticed about these films was the animation is just so, so beautiful. Yes. I love the fact that they and, – and um, Miyazaki-san has actually talked about it on some of the um, like DVD extras and stuff. He'll say that, yeah, you know, we – we, um, you know, studied how kids move and, mm-hmm. you know, to make it really realistic, if you have, like, the first scene in Spirited Away, you have this kid that, you know, doesn't want to go on this trip, doesn't want to move and um, go to a new town. And so they really studied to see, like, okay, how is that kid reacting? Is it just like a, a temper tantrum or is it, you the know. Expression the expression she has. Yeah. And- yeah, and you really see that come through with just everything and, and the food. Like, oh, the yeah. food is so realistic. Have you seen these posts sometimes on the internet? You'll see, like, yep. you know, the, the food in Studio Ghibli films yep. always makes me hungry. And then you see, like, people <laughs> try to recreate Yeah, them. there's people who, like, recreate, like, mm-hmm. the fish yeah. pie from Kiki's Delivery yeah. Service. Yeah. Herring, herring pie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... You know, fish pie doesn't really sound that appetizing, but when you see it in one of those films, it's like, okay, I'm I'm on board. I need, yeah. I need food. Yes, right now. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think um, the, the other thing I really love about the films is they really do a good job with um, magic realism or the plausible impossible. Mm. Like yes. You really, really believe that... You know, Suspension of disbelief is yeah. pretty easy in the films yeah. quite often for the magic. Yeah. 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 You totally believe the things like there's one part in um, Spirited Away where uh, Chihiro accidentally steps in some kind of weird slug kind of stuff. And so then there's like a, a she puts her fingers together and someone has to cut her fingers and, and the, or like cut, you know, break her fingers back apart. And that's supposed to dispel the evil spirits. That mm. are attached to whatever that gross yeah. thing was. As as weird as the plots are in these movies, it's never the type of magic that you go, oh, they didn't establish yeah. that. How does that work? You just, it I, totally you did, makes sense. It, you're just right. invested so much in what's going on that mm-hmm. you just accept it. Exactly. Suspension right. of disbelief is easy. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is special about the films. Now, this is the category where I said it's just like it's designed for children. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would say Kiki's Delivery Service. There's another one called Ponyo. I mean, that's really designed for like probably about six and younger originally Mm -hmm. but when i watch those films i feel like a child Mm -hmm. i remember (laughs) those feelings as a child i they they got scenes of just like kids laying in meadows and staring at the sky and like listening to um cicadas which are like Chinese Asian crickets. They have them yeah. in the United States, but they're like chattering. They sound and very like, different in Japan too. Like mm-hmm. if you ever watch like any shows that are filmed in Japan or even like anime or, or anything, like there's a very distinct difference like a, between the US ones. They're yeah. super loud. They're so loud. And it's just like, what the heck is that? Yeah. But it's just a lay back in the um just I remember as a child doing the same thing and just laying in the warm sun. Yeah. And it's just like whenever you see these things, it's just like you just I just remember it brings back memories of being a child. And I regress to kind of and then like when you see them scared, you know, it's like when you're a kid, kid it's, it's this kind of weird primal mm-hmm. s- fear. And I remember those kind of I it comes out of me this. Oh, I remember being that scared yeah. of, yeah. of the you know that's the other thing i love about their animation too is like it's not just a simple like you know oh their shoulders tense up or something like when they get scared or have any emotion the entire body Mm -hmm. is engaged or like you know they'll they'll be crying and there's these huge huge tears they're just like welling up like it's almost super super exaggerated or like someone gets 
like the the scene where Chihiro is stepping in that gross slug, whatever it is, her hair stands up. Everything like <laughs> shrivels afterwards. Like, oh, yeah. I really touched something gross. So, yeah. yeah. Well, as much so as good. as much as maybe the stories don't resonate with me, I do agree that it is kind of refreshing. Number one, not only how much effort they put into the animation, but number two, and I think you've already kind of touched on this, it's just so refreshing to find uh, a story that just sort of takes you along with it and doesn't, you know, obviously, since it was originally animated, created, storyboarded in Japan, it doesn't fall back on uh, Western story Mm -hmm. standards. Uh, cliches, tropes, anything like that. And that's yeah. one of the great things about the films, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, and I'm going to just reinforce it. It's just like I've seen, actually, I one time I counted a couple thousand films. Mm. And it's so when I see a film that's genuinely good, but it's not a formula that I've seen before, yeah. Yeah. I'm told, like when I saw Inception, it's like, oh my God, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with these films, is when you watch it, it's just like it's so refreshing that. This is not a West or not a formulaic film that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So because so, even though you can have you're allowed to have formulaic films that speak to you. But I, as a, a film watcher, respect films more like Howl's Moving Castle that that seemed to have taken risks mm-hmm. with their storytelling <clears throat> that maybe didn't pay off as much for me. As uh, a story which is formulaic, like a lot of Pixar films nowadays, those stories speak to me. A lot of them do. But I respect Howl's Moving Castle and other Studio Ghibli films more than that for what they've tried. Mm -hmm. Did you mention what Spirited Away was? Oh, I didn't really. Okay. So Spirited Away um, begins when Chihiro, this young girl and her family... Um, are traveling to a new city and I think like the father has like a new job or something like that and they get lost during the journey so they stop at kind of this interesting little road off the beaten path and they discover this um it's almost it, like an abandoned amusement yeah park yeah kind of thing. so and and they're looking around for anybody and there's a bunch of stalls where there's suddenly this super delicious food that just shows up <laughs> and just i just remember you david <laughs> Food. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could be full, and as soon as you see this food, you're like, okay, I got room. Yeah. <laughs> and That's just me every day. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and the parents eventually get separated from her in a very strange way. They start eating at this like spread that appears and Jihiro knows something's wrong. She's like, uh, mom, dad, we need to get out of here. This is kind of weird. And the parents suddenly start to keep eating and eating until they turn into actual pigs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, from there, they're, they're, they're cur- cursed they're or cursed, magically yeah. cursed. And they turn into anthropomorphic pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And then spirits start showing up and walking along the streets. It's it's a little frightening. Like, I wouldn't really recommend that one for maybe, like, too young of kids. Nice cause... choice of sounds, David. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then you just get swept up in this world where everything makes total sense. There's, you know, uh, radish spirits that need a certain type of bath. There's, And, like, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course they do. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's just, like, the most ludicrous thing suddenly seems, oh, that seems appropriate. Yeah. That seems right. So, and and it all leads to Hero to being swept up into this um, bathhouse. And it's just, yeah. Lots Trying to of... figure out how to get home and how to get her parents. Yeah. Uh, this, so, and it has uh, Christian Bale. Yes. Again. Yeah. Christian Bale. Wow. It was, he was. Is the... he the? No, wait. No, wasn't it Christian no. Bale? Please tell me it was. No, he, he was, was in the other one. Oh, wait. He was yeah. in Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, wait. I am sorry. The other wait. one is, what is his name? Oh, my God. I know these names. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> no, I don't the think written. so. Oh, no. No way. Cast. Oh no. Boop. No, who? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Chris. Jason Marsden, is the. Are you oh. thinking of the, the main. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of really good actors in it. Susan Egan, who plays um, 
Megara, she is in it as well. She's like the kind of older sister, best friend kind of thing. So, mm. yeah. Lots of good ones. So, I, wow. I'm sorry. I will constantly go. I'm going to constantly add more and more. It's going to be a two-hour episode. <laughs> so, that city in um, Spirited Way, lots of people actually I'm, – I'm Taiwanese, guys, if you can't – if you we didn't mention it before. There is actually a city oh. outside of Taipei that people believe that Ayomizaki was inspired by. And so the look and feel of that city exists in a city. Um, it's an ex-gold mining town that has oh. been changed for 100, 150 years. Oh, that's so And cool. you can go up there and climb the mountain. And, and there's lots of little shops that look just like it. But it's, it's, I don't pronounce it well. It's called Shofun. Shofun. Oh, it's okay. Really. Anyway, so yeah, we'll nice. try. I mean, and that's one of the things too. Like, whenever you watch any of these um, movies, it's like it doesn't matter what the locale is. Everywhere is just so fascinating. You feel like you could yeah. explore it, and and it looks like it goes on forever. It's not very shallow. It has a very right like deep feel to it every you know? set piece is really well thought yeah out. oh yeah. man we're looking at pictures of it right now oh it's so beautiful yep. it's spelled with a j j-i-u-f-e-n um taiwan's if you get one look up look this so up. so pretty and that's one of the things i really love about spirited away is just the the lighting the yeah. the mood that it creates overall is just so beautiful all the colors all the yeah. the designs everything agreed so good next <laughs> I know, I know. We should we should stop before we, we keep before talking we just keep going forever. And going and going. So anyway, our recommendation: go watch some Studio Ghibli films. There's oh, should we make Dave talk more about his? <laughs> Do you want to? Well, okay, what was your favorite part about it? Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, yes. Ooh, I'm being stared at quite yes. intensely right now by, by two fans, no yeah. less. So that um, makes it worse. Uh, my, I think, Billy Crystal. No, I think my <laughs> favorite part job. was actually the story building, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. The, the, the the world building, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, very, very briefly, Howl's Moving Castle is about a girl named Sophie who is cursed with old age by a witch. And then she has to uh, work off the curse and she believes that this magician, Howl, is going to help her break the curse. And she gradually uh, falls in love with him. Based off his, a book, by the way. Based off of a book. Yeah. Right. Uh, and his sidekick, the fire monster, uh, Calcifer, so along spirit. the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part is, again, the world building uh, because it's not um, – I don't – not a lot of the the set pieces are reused. Each mm-hmm. each scene, um, if you, if you didn't already know, Howl's Moving Castle is an actual set piece in the movie that can sort of uh, transport from it's, one it's place to another. It has like another. a door that's a portal. It, yeah. yeah, the castle actually walks. It can walk. Yes. Okay, so the castle's a, walking, but then it has a door that has a portal that has like four different exits. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's yeah. got a bunch of. Star, it's it's got four stargates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the the house is perfectly designed. The places that it it comes out. Those are perfectly designed. Every single thing about it was really well thought out. Mm-hmm. And again, didn't always speak to me, but I could recognize that that work was put in. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite part. I would that's still that's recommend great. it. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. still absolutely recommend it. Uh, if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, you will probably really, really love it. So, so good. All right. Well, all right. Go watch now, those movies. Now we can move on. And before we head to the break, it's time oh, no, for our... I want to our... talk about their museum. And I want to talk about... No, <laughs> go ahead. I know. We, we all so, need a field trip first. We I, need a field trip to go there. The only reason why we're bringing this up, we decided to go on this subject, is it's being the Japanese uh, Disney. It's like, if you like Disney films, there is... If you have not checked out these films... They are. There's a very good chance that you may like it or yeah. love it. So yeah, go check them out. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's go over to our who's it's and what's it's. And this week <laughs> we are taking a look at theme park scented candles. Okay. Weird segue, but <laughs> so 
you might find a lot of these on Etsy, but we're taking a look at ones like um, on Spireside.com. There's also MagicCandleCompany.com and WalterAndRosieCandleCo.com. So these are really cool. They're candles that are um, like a concoction of different scents put together that make you think of different attractions or uh, Disney movies. Tomorrowland bathroom. Oh, what would that smell like? What kind of combination? No, no, no. Would you haunted mansion bathroom. Haunted mansion bathroom. Ooh, there's, there's. Okay, so like I'm looking at one called like I, see for me, I would want this Little Mermaid one. That'd be awesome. But there's one called Ghostly Castle, and it says that it has. Um, sense of musty carpets, dusty furnishings, and graveyard grasses. Why? Why just, is this? Why a not? Thing? It just smells like my house. Why? Like, okay, what if you're a super <laughs> fan? Okay, if, for your haunted mansion bathroom, someone's coming over, and you want to give them the full effect. Hmm. So you. I like... wonder what I should make it smell like in my bathroom <laughs> to make it smell worse. <laughs> hey, man, I would do it. I'm, I'm what fine you're allowed to do whatever you want to your bathroom I just the one that really gets me is I think somewhere over here they have um oh they have an enchanted tiki room one yes I bet that one smells like diapers <laughs> no the one that really spoke to me as I think they also have a Pirates of the Caribbean one yep. somewhere in yep. here yep I'm looking at that one right now it's called Pirates Revenge Candle I think the artwork oh, on the it. labels is gorgeous. Oh, too. yeah. No, it's really pretty. It's just, why? Why not? <laughs> I don't, I, I, I can think of many reasons. The fact that I don't want my my house to smell musty. You know, I. That's I, one of the smells that I try to get out of my apartment. So, is the so, musty but smell. But it's a magical there's, must. There, there, there's a Reddit page that I subscribe to. Oh. And it, it, the Reddit page is called ATG. A-T-B-G-E. And what that stands for is awful taste but great execution. Oh. I think this actually falls within that category. Really? Really? <laughs> well, it's like, funny how, like. I, I mean, I, I I just don't know. I don't need my, my house to smell like a smell. I, I'm half tempted to buy one of these and then bring it in and then see what we think of them. Well, we can oh, put it next nice. to my. Um, my, my, your, my pin. There you go, the yes, superstar, your, okay. your superstar, superstar limo, limo pin. pin. Do they yeah. have a superstar limo candle? Oh my gosh. Please <laughs> tell me that they don't. Like it's invisible because it doesn't smell like anything because it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. Well, actually, they do have one for, like, they have one called Viking Voyage. It smells like Drew Carey's armpits. Oh, <laughs> gross. I know. This one's That's how like they... a... <laughs> oh, no, it smells like Monsters, Inc. Because, oh, yeah. 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 Do they have a monster? Wouldn't that be funny? They have a lot of really cool uh, fairy tale ones. Like this Littlest Mermaid one has, if it loads, there we go. It has sweet saltwater, crisp coastal breeze, and subtle citrus. That sounds good. That that sounds fine. It's mm-hmm. just I, <laughs> the level of accuracy to which you would go to make your candle smell musty. I know. How do you make must? I don't know. That's like, yeah, what are you doing to make dusty furnishings? I, yeah. They can come over to my house. I know, dust right? Dust all my counters. <laughs> Me too. Mix that in with a little wax. Smells exactly the same. They have one that's not <laughs> that's Disney. that's not a fire hazard. But it's called Wizard's Pub. That one sounds kind of cool. Or Pirate Life. Yeah. Pirate Life. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I would get a pirate one. I think that'd be kind of fun. They have Rustic Hall. Nautilus. Polynesian Paradise. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, half of these don't sound bad. Ooh. I just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wet underwear. Uh, <laughs> wet underwear voyage. Oh, so yeah, what, do, what, what does the. <laughs> <sighs> Smells like. What does Splash Mountain the chemicals smell like? in the water and. <laughs> wet underwear. Subtle hint of. <laughs> oh, here's one. I found one for you, David. What? Churro. Seriously? There's a churro such You are kidding. Yeah, there's a churro such See? All right. So now you're up. Wow. Walt's office. Walt's office? Yeah, that's... Yeah, I wonder what that... I wonder what the Star Wars launch bay (laughs) smells like. It smells like... It probably smells like pepperoni pizza. Pledge and cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. They have a Beast Castle one. French forest foliage. Ooh. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay, so if you guys had to choose just one that you had to buy. We're gonna make an ep- we're gonna make an episode and just make up new candles for Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. I like that. You know, actually, if you I'm could surprised. emulate a smell inside the park, which <laughs> smell would you emulate? Honestly, I'm kind of surprised Disneyland doesn't make their own candles yet, or at least I don't do they think not? they do. I mean, huh? I mean, because think about they're it, mis- especially I mean, with the ears now, they're doing a lot of the same types of ears that you used to find solely on Etsy. So. Yeah. Maybe candles are next. Who knows? It might be. Um, <laughs> Goofy's suit. Uh. After a hot day. <laughs> no, Goofy's bounce house. Oh. Oh. The Chippendale ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably go with the... Um, ugh, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but the Pirate's Revenge one, just because I have to know what it smells like. Yeah. I have to know what what it smells like and why people would buy it. <laughs> what about you, Zen? It's, it, that would smell like win. I don't know. It just smells like, it smells like Johnny Depp. Ew. <laughs> Johnny Depp's hair. Uh, Johnny Depp's hair, yeah. Doesn't he have like a perfume or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really greasy hair. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to take the pineapple whip. Okay. That's a good one. I have to try this Little Mermaid. I'm half tempted to get this. Yeah. Just, I mean, even just for the artwork alone, the artwork on a lot of these labels is just gorgeous. So, in case you want to make your area smell more like a Disney <laughs> food or, you know, pirate water, take a look at some of these sites. Disneyland pizza candle. Oh! <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, you just collect all the pizza grease, you solidify it, and you put a wick in it. Candle. Oh, I got one. Pizza I got port. one. So you're, it's, you're, it's, called <laughs> it's the port alien, pi- alien port port pizza, pizza planet. Yeah. Port pizza. Disneyland tram. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Disneyland parking structure. This Horse. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't let me go. Don't let me keep on going on the subject. I'm gonna, I'm Big Thunder subject Ranch. Find, yeah. Memories of Big Thunder Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Right. We're you shouldn't have given this. We are to so me. devolving. Anyways. We will be right back. Okay. <laughs> we should. That would be kind of a fun topic. Like, come up with like random, like go on Etsy maybe and haunted holiday. Yeah, that hey. one actually sounded kind of good. All right, oh, line sure. ride. All right, you guys, ready? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> And now it's time once again for Disney Trivia. This week, we've got more obscure facts about the Disneyland Resort in California. Gentlemen, are you ready? Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do this. Question number one. On which ride can you find Hondo Hattie? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I immediately rescind my, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um... I, I was commenting a little bit earlier that that sounded like uh, like Indiana Jones's childhood nickname that he just hated, hated, hated. You're in the right area. Oh, am I now? Hondo hat. Okay, so if it's it's got to be Adventureland, then I don't think it's I'm going to choose Jones. one, and I'll just say Tarzan's Treehouse. Okay. That's actually what I was going <clears> to <throat> guess. Well, we can both do it. No, no, I'll go with... Um, no, it could be 500, 500. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, Let me correct I'll, that. I'll go- it could be zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with Jungle Cruise then. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Yes! Oh! It's the name of a boat. It's a the boat name of a on boat? Jungle Cruise. And I think um, a couple of years ago when they did the, the Jingle Cruise version, they actually changed the names of the boats, too. So I forget. Huh. Hondo Hattie may oh, have been like Holiday what? Hattie or Holly It Hattie. reminds me. That Hawaiian store. There's a Hawaiian store called Hilo Hattie. Oh, that's right. I was like, why? Do, anyways. That's right. Similar but different. Interesting. Did, does it still exist? In in Hawaii, I believe so. Oh. It used to be here in Southern yeah, California. Yeah, they used to have a ton of them here or something. But, but yeah, but now they're, I think they're, the only ones that are left are probably Oh, that's sad. All right, well, <clears throat> good job. Ding, ding, ding. 500 Woo! points. David is in the lead. All right. Okay. Question number two. The former Disneyland restaurant Club Buzz is now known by what name? Ooh. 
Okay. Club, Club, Club Buzz. Buzz. Like, isn't Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Buzz it was a Lightyear. restaurant? And it was like a quick service kind of. It was a thing? It was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, what, what's, the, what's the question again? Okay. Um, the former Disneyland restaurant, Club Buzz, is now known by what name? So what did Club Buzz turn into? Um, well, there is. Okay, so there's already a sort of-ish Toy Story themed restaurant in Tomorrowland mm-hmm. and that is the the alien pizza port so that's gonna be my oh, guess oh I completely forgot that the I'm, I know it's yeah it's, it's 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 no kinda, I go there all the time I but I never made believe. the co-relation co- between I didn't uh. realize that related that oh pizza port I just like oh they called it pizza port I had no I mm-hmm. forgot that Okay. In the in the movie, it's Pizza Planet. Okay, but it, it is. Doesn't it now? I think for Pixar Fest, and they make a banner now. It's like Pizza Planet Two or something. I don't know. They might have. I always call it Pizza Planet. I, I just have to. I I can't believe that they always thought that a place that perpetually smelled like bad pizza was a good idea. Well, so I think go, it had to be something else before that. I'm going to go with the other one. Okay. Um, because Star Wars wasn't all that. I can't, and I kind of vaguely remember. Something about before. Remember the, where they do the Jedi training? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's was, um, um, the Galactic Grill. Yeah, that's what I think was the the, the this thing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's the one I kind of recall. Well, it's been Star Tours for a while, so Disney at least had some rights to the Star Wars property for a while. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but it's. They didn't have the Jedi Academy there that long. No, they haven't had that. So, so that's that's mine. The, uh, okay. The Galactic Grill. The Galactic Grill, the Galactic and my, Grill. mine is the Alien Pizza Port. All right. Well, ding, ding, ding. Zen got it. I think, um, <sighs> so according to yesterland.com, it's still called Tomorrowland Terrace, but maybe that wasn't updated because I it is called the Galactic Grill yes. now. But so. I think the whole area, the whole area, area is called the Tomorrowland yeah, Terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the whole area is but there's like Hollywood within yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. The Tomorrow Ter- Terrace is that whole area. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. I mean, Club Buzz. Ugh. I'm sorry. It I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Buzz Lightyear fans, but no. That sounds like a place that no. you go drinking and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. To get buzzed. Yeah. And then <laughs> Buzz Lightyear comes out and like, hey, guys. <laughs> he's he's got the hat with the beers on it uh, and stuff like that. <laughs> straws. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Buzz Lightyear is a college no, it just sounds boy. Like, no, it sounds like a – doesn't it sound like a bar that you would find outside of a university? It does. Like it really I does. Don't, I don't know if it's <laughs> that or like a dive bar or something like that. Yeah. But. Uh, whatever. Oh no! So now you guys are tied. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Dad. All right. Question uh, number three: uh, The Chicken of the Sea pirate ship restaurant was removed to make way for which attraction? Oh God. The Chicken of the What the hell is that? You know what the Chicken Chicken of the Sea is referred to, right? It's tuna. It's like fish. Yeah. yeah. That there used to be sea. a sponsor for Disneyland, well, and they had is that this darkest. Chicken yes. of the Sea is Stark? They're, chicken they're of the Sea, yeah. They're separate. They're similar. Oh, wait. It's actually they're competitors, the name, That's I think. the name. Chicken of the Sea is the name of the brand. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Nah, I don't you know. You used to have like a slogan. What's the best tuna? Chicken of the Sea. <laughs> All I can think of is that uh, that SNL skit. But what if you actually <laughs> want chicken? Now try Turkey of the Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I never Gross. thought of that. <laughs> um, Cow with the Plains. Cow with the Plains. <laughs> Uh, okay. It had to be in an area of the park that was at least somewhat water. Watery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watery. It was near a body of water. Somewhere. Okay. It's my favorite, to my le- my favorite unfavorite place. It's got to be where the paddle boat. Paddle paddle boats? The paddle. The, the, the canoes. Oh, no, I'm thinking of like the big thing, the steamboat. Oh, the steamboat. Oh, okay. It's got to be somewhere in the water. It's got to be somewhere over. That's what I'm thinking too, but it's, I don't, no, it's not, it's not been replaced by the rivers of America. Those have always been there to Mm -hmm. my recollection. No, 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 but what I mean is, no, I I understand what you mean. The sea thingy. It's a pirate ship too. Well, it has to be. But it was removed to make way for what attraction? Mm hmm. I guess in that case it could be the. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it couldn't be Tom Sawyer's Island, could it? It's pretty. Probably old. not. 
I'll give you a hint. This attraction, um, you know what? No, I'm not going to. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) So it's got to be in the water. So there's canoes. There's the steamboat. And there's the pirate ship, too. There's the pirate ship. I think that's what I'm Gentleman's choice. I'll let you go first. All right. Pirate ship. There's other bodies of water, too, within Disneyland. Uh, hmm. What about um, like the like the, the story storybook canal boats? That is water. That is water. <laughs> or I don't know. I'm prosecution I'm gonna, leading you know, the I'm, witness. I'm just gonna go with that because <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, you're saying storybook. Yeah. What do you got, Zen? Pirate ship. Okay. <laughs> I'm not looking very convinced. Oh. Okay, you go with train. No. No. What is it? What is it? It's Dumbo. So actually, where Dumbo was, there was a uh, small body of water that um, connected to, they they used to have, uh, what is it called? The the pirate skull. Dumbo was always there? No, Dumbo was not always there. But Dumbo has been there since the fifth. Dumbo. It it's was been in there a for a long time. It's yeah. been there for a while. Yeah. yeah, but there was a Dumbo. Dumbo, Dumbo was in instituted locations. in the 60s, I think. So basically that okay. area used to have Skull Rock from Peter Pan. And then there would be like a little waterfall, water area. And then you'd have the Chicken of the Sea restaurant, which was kind of themed after uh, Captain Hook's pirate ship. And so it, was it was a restaurant? Yeah, it was a restaurant. So you actually like boarded the ship and then you could go eat. On the ship. That sounds gross. Let me guess. Tuna casserole, <laughs> tuna fish sandwiches. Yes. That's the that's the <laughs> thing. That, that is the smell I want to emulate in my new candle. <laughs> tuna everything. Tuna on a stick. Yeah. Tuna pizza. Gross. Tuna ice stop. cream. Stop, 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 stop. So in the 80s when they redid Sweet and Sour Tuna. Fantasyland, then they got rid of that. I think it was falling apart too. So they had to kind of get rid of it, but so a musty tuna restaurant. Oh god! <laughs> so musty, musty smell with moldy wood and Ew, tuna. Okay, okay, okay. Can we have the next question? Delicious. This is making me really uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> so no points for either of you. You're still tied. So we're still tied at five hundred. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Question number four: Which Fantasyland dark ride was not added until the 1980s? <laughs> Fantasyland? Okay, Fantasyland dark Pan. ride that there's was added Peter in Pan. the nineteen eighties. There's Snow White. Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. Mr. Mr. Toad. Yes. And then I guess Alice in Wonderland. And Alice, in Wonderland Alice in Wonderland's been there for uh, forever. Snow and Snow White and Pinocchio. And it's storybook land canals. Technically. Well, that's not a dark ride. They kind of are. They're they're a dark ish. <laughs> no, not really. Okay, fine. I'm going to vote Peter Pan because it seems the most modern of the group. Okay. Hmm. Oh, the sweet smell of victory is in sight. I know the answer to this one. And it actually surprised me because it's a piece of crap. But okay. it's it's Pinocchio. Ding, ding, ding. It is Pinocchio. Really? Yeah. yeah they didn't have Pinocchio, which is weird because Pinocchio came out in like, what, the 40s? No, it, it's, it preceded 50, Peter 40. Pan. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Peter Pan was there on opening day yeah. and Pinocchio was not. It's, so. it, which is weird because You're, Pinocchio breaks down more than any other ride in Fantasyland. It does because break it's, down a lot. Huh? What's the thing is, wait, this is kind of weird. You should be going. In your face, I am winning. And instead, <laughs> well, there's still thinking. one question left okay. that you yes. can totally get right. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, question number this is five. <laughs> in which decade were the submarines painted yellow? So before they were kind of this weird gray. Color and then yeah. they became yellow. Happy, happy yellow. <sighs> After the Yellow Submarine film uh, album came out in nineteen, 19- <laughs> when was that? It had to be the sixties. <laughs> the Beatles. Six- oh, the album. Sum- yeah, I'm just joking. Which decade? Which decade? I vote sixties. Okay. Um, seven. I'm gonna give it to whoever is closest to on the decades. Okay. Unless it's too close. I vote 60s. I just, okay. Oh, oh. You think so? Actually, I, Disneyland, I'm going to go 50s. Okay. I'm going to go 50s. Really? Yeah, because I kind of recall hearing something like the first couple of years they were actually gray and then eventually, I mean, really quickly they turned them yellow. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the 50s. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I think it was later than that. I think, 
<sighs> I mean, I, everything. I kind of recall hearing something along the lines no. of like, it was like, <laughs> you know what, Hollywood Pinocchio, limo. It was like a hot moment. Pinocchio, eighties. Uh, I'm going to eighties. It's my lucky decade today. Ding ding ding! It was really? in the eighties. <laughs> Yeah, mid eighties. Oh my they God. painted a yellow. You're, you're like, you should parade around the room so we can hear it. No, I'm not going to parade around the room, but I am going to rub it in your face just a little bit. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> yes, well done. Uh, yeah, well done. I can't. Very good. You know, very good. Yeah. Cheerio, pip pip. <laughs> That's no. I the only thing that I remember about it was that in the first few years of it, they actually had like live mermaids in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But heard. then, but then, you and know, the boys then kept they swimming s- out to get to meet them. The boys started swimming out to get them. I don't care about the, the and chemicals were, in the water. They were like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, they were starting to get uh, chlorine, uh, chlor- chlorine, chlorine poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was bad. Good times. No, um. How how desperately do you want to be a mermaid? <laughs> how desperately do you want a career with the Walt Disney Company? Yeah. So, well, good job, David. I yeah. smoked Shandy your hand. butt. There was only one that we collectively got wrong, though. That, I mean, that <laughs> I one was lost. hard. I don't care. Yeah. That one was pretty hard. I like. It, I'm sulking over here. Na, 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 who who would have known na, 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 that they would have had a pirate ship restaurant? Which they should bring it back. I, I actually had cool. to see it as a kid in the 70s. So I just have no, no recollection. Mm-hmm. Maybe by then it was so unpopular or something. Well, I was or? such a wee toddler anyway, so. Yeah. I think fish at an amusement park is not something yeah. that you really want to buy. Fish and chips. Yeah. Fish and chips. But and not that's like, pretty safe, I guess. But tuna. Yeah. I mean, yeah. tuna, like, like fish like that is stuff yeah. that I hesitate to buy from, like, vendors at school. Yeah. Just because I don't know how long it's been sitting out in the sun or when it was made. So Slathered in, like, mayo. Okay. And, okay. and <laughs> that's all the time. Oh, and that's all the time we have. David's like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> So, okay, that's all the time we have for this edition of Main Street UCI. If you enjoyed our show, we hope you'll give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play and help our podcast grow. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Main Street UCI, or where where you'll find our photos of our adventures in the parks, interesting articles, and more. You can also catch up on our previous episodes by visiting sites.ce.uci.edu slash MainStreetUCI or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> David, didn't we have a shout-out? Oh, oh, we, we do, did. We do. We do. Oh, my goodness. So we want to give a big shout-out to Callie. Carrie. Who... Carrie Ford. Isn't it Callie? No, it was Carrie. I, think it's Callie. I got the message. Okay, fine. <laughs> Carrie Ford, who spent, sent us a very nice little message through our Instagram account, um. Yeah. Just a big shout out to say thank you for you listening. You are awesome. You are awesome. Thank We're just you. getting started, and we appreciate all the love we get. So yeah, you make us feel special. All right. Thank all right. you. That is all we have, though. Yes. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.